time for our global talkers tonight joined by a new voice colleague way 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 across the country it is drex host of the shift which you can hear on global news radio overnights hello there hi how are you i'm just dandy thank you and uh peter sherman who of course you can hear on am 640 hello there mr sherman Good to be with you, Alex. Always a pleasure. And um, you didn't tell me. I oh. was in Florida last week, mm-hmm. and I came back to what? This is spring? I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Drex, you won't be feeling what we're about to feel. We're supposed to get an ice storm. Where are you in? Uh, yeah, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, we had uh, three days of hail yesterday uh, and, and a few days before. It was kind of strange because we have uh, that four seasons in one day kind of thing over here. So it's, it's kind of weird. I, I, I know what you're feeling, though. I don't know if you feel what we're feeling because you've got beautiful uh, cherry trees, I think, sprouting everywhere and we've got like black gray and crap on the road like it's so dreary here it's like november oh you must be leading towards an election then yeah pretty much well let's lean towards uh pipelines shall we because this is your world uh but it actually affects our world as well justin trudeau uh, disrupting his international trip uh to head into an emergency meeting this weekend with premiers notley and horgan and this caught my eye drex i'll let you go at it first because it's in your world a cam loops counselor Uh, City Councilor calling for uh, a move that B.C. separate from Canada and form a new country with Washington, Oregon and Cascadia. So either this guy is nuts, a donkey's ass or uh, just really stupid. But his tweet said, quote, the federal government and the Alberta provincial government are both trying to ram something down the province of B.C.'s throat. And I don't see that happening. And there is an option. Um, So now you've got councillors and and politicians in your world saying we should uh, separate over this issue. Yeah. This has been a thing for years, apparently. I've been living in B.C. for about 10 years, and from the moment I stepped off the plane, people <laughs> mentioned Cascadia to me. You occasionally will see, if you watch uh, MLS games, if you're ever at a Whitecaps game, you will see Cascadia flags. There's actually a movement on the west coast of North America to actually separate. It's actually it's, it's maybe feasible if they want to do it. If, you know, I don't think he's crazy for mentioning it. Well, then you're being generous, because I do, because you, know, you don't get those transfer payments, Peter, when you leave the country. Eh? i got to tell you, you <laughs> not only don't get the transfer payments, but I, I've heard of Cascadia before, and I, I go out to BC occasionally, and I have friends and, and indeed family in British Columbia, and I know what Drex knows, that uh, it's been talked about for a long time. Uh, but you have to know a little bit about the politics of the United States of America, particularly uh, under Trump, but mm-hmm. uh, in general. There's only one state in the entire union that actually has the right to withdraw from the Union, and that's Texas, the Lone Star State. It was given that right when it joined the United States. I'm going to tell you that if Washington and Oregon don't like what's going on and want to go away, there's going to be um, an awful lot of military occupation there. They're not going anywhere, and least of all, to join British Columbia. Not happening. No. And it's worth, it's worth mentioning, too, that you know if we look at history, borders do occasionally change, and sometimes they change very violently. Sometimes they change peacefully. So I think it's arrogant of us to think that, you know, considering we're a pretty young country, that if someone eventually wants to separate, that might happen. I'm not going to say it's going to happen next year. Maybe in 50, 60 years, it'll come up again. Who knows? Yeah, but here, wanted to do it. Here's the thing. I mean, you, you're going to go off to the United States because you don't like one pipeline. Do these people not realize there are pipeline? There, a, America loves its pipeline. And uh, B, there are literally billions and millions of miles of pipeline in this country. Um, and no one has ever had an issue with that. But this is the point that we are at, where the prime minister has waited so long. You got two provinces in a complete uh, deadlock. 
And um, and now the government is looking at putting money into this thing. So now apparently, Peter, we're going to subsidize our national pipelines. It's crazy. Well, I, don't, I don't agree with that, number one. Number two, I think I've, I've said this before, so I'll say it again. I think Justin Trudeau's a horse's ass uh, on, on, in general. But, but that, that, oh, sorry, I've got to apologize. To all the horses out there, I deeply, deeply apologize. Go on. No, I, let me. Qual- I understand what you're saying, Alex, and, <laughs> I, and I, I apologize with you. And, and I don't mean to be uh, insulting to the prime minister, but I can oh, only no, you think can't of him. More the horses. I can, well, I can only think of him that yeah. way. If, if you're dealing with a couple of provinces and, and an interprovincial problem, that's what countries are about. Yeah. Uh, in in this particular case, a country that is steeped in uh, its resource riches, we don't have very much else than resources. And Alberta doesn't have very much else than oil. And it, it ships oil in pipelines to the United States where it doesn't get the kind of money that it can get in international markets. Kinder Morgan has a pipeline mm. that goes between the two provinces already. The new one would triple it. And Kinder Morgan is going to take a hike, they've already said so, if this thing doesn't get constructed. So I have this idea. And the idea is, you know what? Um, we're we're uh, Alberta. We're selling oil to you, British Columbia. If you don't want us to triple what's coming out of the, you don't want this pipeline, we're turning off the first pipeline. Go buy it elsewhere. Let the Western bastards freeze in the dark. Amen. And, Amen. You know, what's fascinating about that is 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 you're know, sitting in this position here where I hear a lot of uh, callers from Alberta overnight, a lot of callers from BC overnight too. When we bring up this issue, uh, there are some that see both sides of it, uh, others that see the economics of it that it has to happen. But it is extremely nice of our prime minister to treat Ottawa as a layover on his Peru to London trip. Essentially, he should have stayed in town got this fixed, yep. but I, I don't know, there's, there, there's mumblings I've heard from people, look, I don't know whether there's any legitimacy to them, but, you know, may, maybe this is just the two NDP governments stalling because they don't want this to happen anyway. Oh, I, I, I think there's a, a part of that where they just want to look like they want to make it happen, but they don't Correct. actually want to make it. Well, we'll see on Sunday. We'll see on Sunday. I'm not too hopeful. Quickly want to talk about pot. Also a big thing in your world, uh, Drax, but not your particular world, but NBC, but Metrolinx, which is a government agency right now working on transit, uh, building a, a line that's never going to get built, uh, seemingly, uh, caught three workers smoking pot. They had to dismiss all 25 construction workers that day and shut everything down. Pot's legal in two months, Drax. And here's my issue. It's going to get worse. Those who either work in the oil sands or heavy equipment where they have to do random testing. Uh, how do you randomly test for pot if it's legal and given it stays in your system so so long? Yeah, and I wonder what's going to happen after legalization happens, because I would imagine there would still be some uh, industries uh, where urine testing is still going to be a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, I would imagine maybe we'll see some sort of legislation as well. I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't given it much thought, but it's something we do need to think about, because there are you know, pretty serious and pretty dangerous uh, jobs that we have out there across this country that need... Uh, people to be, uh, uh, you know, on point and, uh, you know, nowhere near any sort of substances while they sort of carry out these roles. It's the same thing for uh, air traffic controllers. They're very tightly regulated with how they can do certain things. And I think uh, well, you're going to see uh, big business coming out saying, all right, we've got an issue with this. How do we sort of manage it? And then you'll see politicians trying to tackle that. That'll be the next thing that we look at. But Peter, I don't know how they do it because pot stays in your system for up to 30 days. So yeah, if you're, if you're you know, saying, hey, I've got a medical card here and I, it's legal, and, and how do you know I didn't smoke it last week or on the weekend? 
Well, you, you don't. And, and I think that what uh, Drex is getting at, and, and uh, he's correct, is we have to find a way to make people understand that something being legal and something and, and that legality, say take alcohol, for example, mm-hmm. um, you can't take a bottle of scotch to work and sit it on Not your yet. desk and drink all day or, or take it to the construction site and, and be hammered all day and fall off scaffolding taking other people with you. Uh, and that's a legal substance. Well, pot is going to be a legal substance, and um, there are a lot of people who use it anyway right now. And, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm uh, virginal when it comes to that if I look back in other parts of my life. <laughs> that said, you don't do it on the job site. And if you do do it on the job site, you're instantaneously terminated, no questions asked. But if you're that- legally allowed to smoke it and you're on a lunch break and, and the construction industry doesn't have any rules about random testing, who are you to tell me, Mr. Sherman, that I can't have a, a, a joint on my lunch break? You know well, what I mean? I, like that, I'm that's the, the same argument. guy who yeah. can tell you you're not allowed to have a couple of snorts of uh, a 40% alcohol spirits, in other words, while you're on your lunch break. In fact, you shouldn't even have a beer uh, if you're if you're on your lunch break, if you're going to go up on that scaffolding and build that building, or if you're going to go underground and dig a tunnel, which is what these guys are doing. Yeah, Can I, think, I add to this as well? Yeah. Is the one thing that we still haven't figured out is, you know, if after legalization happens, you know, we'll just say one of the three of us has smoked a big fat joint, we hop in a car and we're driving down the street, exactly. and a cop pulls us over, you know, the only test they have right now, the field sobriety tests, don't actually test for last use of marijuana. They need to be able to have a test where they'll be able to test me somehow, whether it's a lick or a blow into some sort of apparatus. Bag of Cheetos. They should be able to read, okay, he smoked pot in the last hour, the last three hours, or the last four days. Yeah. I think you've got it, Alex. I think what the cops have to do (laughs) is they have to load the back seat with... uh, A buffet, a Chinese buffet. A Chinese buffet (laughs) or or potato chips and cheese balls. Yeah, And uh, if you rush the car and try to grab as many as you can, then you're stoned. Exactly. Topped with gummy bears. Guys, I gotta go. Thank you. Thanks. Peter Sherman joining us tonight and Drex, host of The Shift, which you can catch overnights here on Global News Radio.